Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess, and we work for TVPS. And our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, no, the silent laughs about <laughs> No more silent laughing. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another HIV Heroes edition of HIV Hope and Charity. Hello. That was your line. Sorry. I stole it. I stole it. You are. I think you're looking to uh, to out, out me? No. Oust you. Do you know what it Oust is? Me. I'm trying to avoid squeaking this chair. It is. Because today I've treated Sarah, as you know, if we're together, we're normally sat on the floor. Um, but today... Not on the floor, in chairs. At a desk. Exciting times. It is exciting. And we're recording this. Yeah. I feel I look like my mum does when she <laughs> my phone at her. Oh, suspicious. <laughs> what, what is that? that newfangled thing? <laughs> my favourite thing to do with my mum and dad is to use Snapchat filters on oh, them. And just pretend I'm taking a normal photo. They just don't get it. That's brilliant. It is brilliant. I feel like you need to share some of those photos with us. Oh. Your poor mum, she's getting a battering on our podcast. Last <laughs> week it was the capes. This week it's secret Snapchat photos. Oh, and she's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's too good an opportunity to miss. They don't understand technology. <laughs> nice. So that's what I do in uh, in my downtime. Well, I, again, always every week learning so much about you. Yes. <laughs> so are you ready? Yes. Okay. This week we're heading to America for okay. the second time. So we've been there, haven't we? Oh, yes. JVN. Quincy, Illinois. The people haven't got back to me in outrage yet. It's disappointing, isn't it, that our podcast hasn't reached that <laughs> area of Don't want to cause controversy, but sadly not. So we are back in America, but this time we're looking at a sporting figure. Not really an area that I'm comfortable with. Um, Sport's not your thing? No, no. Netball at school? Well, funny you should say that, because I was in the school netball team, as you know. <laughs> and this is kind of similar, but not. This person has achieved um, huge amounts in terms of sporting achievements. 
Uh, a lot of that is completely lost on me because it's not a sport that I kind of follow. What I do know is that sporting world is sometimes a bit unforgiving when it comes to HIV. Yes. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I've chosen him. So this person, our hero, are you ready? Worked very hard on this bit. Has slam dunked and jump shot his way through life. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Yes. Also, a little round of applause for those amazing puns. Basketball puns are my thing now. So it was singing last week for me. Yeah. Now we're introducing puns. Yes. I played that bit of the podcast with you singing to everyone I know. <laughs> and, and and what did they think? Well received. Does anyone want to sign me yet? No. Oh. I don't really mix in those circles. It's upsetting, isn't it? It is. Oh, and my mind. kids were very honest. Oh. We, don't need to, we don't need to talk about them. Come on, man. Be kind. Hashtag be kind. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Johnson, though. How? Do you know what? I just don't know enough about him. I say that every week. Oh, no. I don't think I know much about anything. I realise that as I said it. But no, I don't, and I've always wanted to know more. Well, you're in the right place then. Good. So, first of all, appreciate his name. Do you know what? Is that his real name? Well, I don't know if it's his real name, but it's what he likes to be called. (laughs) My name, in comparison, boring. What, Sarah? Yes. So, I think, when I was writing this, I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to change my name to Sorcery. It's like magic, isn't it? Sorcery. It, but it does border on you being called Saucy Sarah. And then we're going into other realms. Well, Saucy McAdam. That's poor name, obviously. Saucy McAdam. Oh, that's it. Like, I'm changing all of your... I'm going to get into your emails. <laughs> CEO of TBPS, Saucy McAdam. Yeah, Saucy, it's, it's not a good way forward. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so Magic Johnson, born in 1959. So there is not even... A whiff of the 80s about this one. Okay, good. Uh, He is a former professional basketball player and he's often regarded as the best point guard of all time. Seriously? Don't pretend you even know what that is because I didn't. Well, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I do know, Sarah. I mean, I don't. But I'm going to pretend that I do because I watched that documentary that was on uh, Michael Jordan that was on Netflix and that was amazing. So I don't actually know what a point guard is. But I do feel that watching about Dennis Rodman and things brings me some... Scotty Pippin, look at me, throwing out basketball references. Just Okay, look, a point guard, it runs the team's offence by controlling the ball and making sure that it gets to the right player at the right time. Okay. So there are five positions in a basketball team, and this one is key, although... Probably, I mean, the goal shooter's key, isn't it? And the defence people must Is be it key. called a goal shooter's error? I feel like that's a netball reference. <laughs> I feel like we should know no, that. It doesn't matter, look, they're all key. But the point guard sets up all of the shots. Shots, that's basketball. Yes. And it is a bit like the centre in netball. Okay. I know you don't know anything about sports. I don't know anything about netball either. I like darts myself. <laughs> you <laughs> play a lot of darts at school. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't play netball either. I hated it. I hated netball. I mean, I can't, I've got my workout today then. Yeah. Netball was amazing. Oh, no, no. See, I did want to play basketball, but then I didn't get to play that either because back in the day, it was super sexist. So the boys played basketball. The girls played netball. Oh, I hated it. I did anything to get sent off all the time. Really? Yes, I did. God, I loved it. Really? What position did you play? Goalkeeper. So that's not I mean, goal scorer. Do. That's just you're just yeah, guarding the. Goal but look at how tall I am. Do you think I'd be any good at netball? Do you think you'd be any good at basketball? 
Yes, I'm amazing at dribbling. I bet you'd be really quick. Yeah. Yes, because you're close to the ground. Exactly. I'll, I'll go through their legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. That's an aspect of the sport that we've not seen before. They should include that. I want royalties though for that idea. Okay, okay. Well, it's recorded. So. All I have in my head as well, though, I used to watch. Well, when I was like a teenager and like trying to be cool, trying to get into basketball, it never really went that far. But I just loved, you know, the tune. That's now. I just have that going around my head. Now we're chatting. Yes, but I'm not mad about it. Well, I mean, the only way I can kind of understand it is it is a tiny bit like netball, but not better clothes. Oh, way better. Love clothes. a basketball vest. Yes. Oh, yes. I do too. Mm. Anything like that. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to Magic back Johnson. To Magic Johnson. If you've ever watched a basketball match and thought like me, they're all running around like headless chickens. They aren't. They are actually the point guard is holding the whole thing together. It's all planned. Just looks like chaos. A little bit like my netball team at school. I held that team together, Jess. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people branch out into other specialities when they start a podcast. Mm. As is never going to be sport, is it? No, I think we're safe to say there are some definite HIV heroes in the sporting world like Magic, but this is not our forte. But then to be honest, last week, cosmonaut, cosmetologist, if you don't know what we're talking about, oh no, it wasn't even last week, was it? A couple of weeks ago, JVN, go and listen to Sarah's (laughs) amazing (laughs) space talk. And then, then you'll be with us. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Magic Johnson, he played for the Lakers, LA Lakers. Oh, as yellow and purple. Look at me, I'm just trying to prove. (laughs) I know, I swear. (laughs) And they, I mean, they're really successful. They're one of the biggest teams, aren't they? You know, he retired, he returned to play for them again. I mean, he was just like the one, like one of the biggest names in the sport. Huge following. Mm. I mean, everyone in America loves basketball, don't they? And he's a household name, without a doubt. Well, we know we know him here. He's known around the world as a household name, I would say. Yes. Absolute sporting legend. Yeah. Global. Global hero. Yeah, we actually, we've talked about how little we know about sport, yet we both know who Magic Johnson is. This is true. Couldn't have told you he played for the Lakers, but knew he played basketball. No, that's very true, actually. Oh, well done us. Oh, we're so good. We are. Okay, now, he was diagnosed HIV positive just before the 91-92 NBA season. Um, and he found out because all the players had to have a medical, like they did every year, before the start of the season. And he was diagnosed via that medical. So he didn't go and get tested. It was like a routine. Oh, what? So like an at-work yeah. situation? Yeah. Shortly after he was diagnosed, he announced that he was going to retire from basketball. So he held a press conference. A what? Press conference. (laughs) Couldn't let it go, could you? (laughs) (laughs) On the 7th of November, 1991. Yeah, so, yeah, today. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is why you're covering him today. Well done, you. It's like we planned it. Isn't it? Clueless. It's like some work went into this, yeah, this podcast. Oh, not me, I just don't. I failed. Yes, I can't remember. We'll do a, I'll pick Magic Johnson because he's great. <laughs> but yeah, no, 7th of November. So he said that he had HIV. He, His wife and his unborn child were negative because, of course, they had to be tested as well. And that he would, and I quote, dedicate his life to battle this deadly disease. That's what he said at the press conference. 
Now, at the time, he didn't divulge how he'd contracted HIV, but he later acknowledged that it was through having numerous sexual partners during his playing career. I mean, the fact that he told everyone that, I mean, that just shows the media spotlight at the time. Yeah. Um, But he says that he chose to be open about his sex life because he was convinced that heterosexuals needed to know that they were at risk. That was kind of his mission. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Because even now, so many people think because they don't fit into certain brackets, they're definitely not at risk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And his, his mission is kind of to change that perception. So it's the early 90s. And there's still a strong belief in America that it's a gay disease. And when the news first came out or when he first announced that he was positive, there were lots of rumours about his sexuality because that was how entrenched the public beliefs were. So they believed that he had to be gay or bisexual. Oh, wow. Well, no wonder he wanted to make his mission, because you think if this has happened to me, other people need to be aware of the Absolutely. risk they could be at. Yeah. So he announces it in the hope that people understand. And their immediate response is to say, well, you must be gay or bisexual. There's always got to be a moment, hasn't there, in any podcast where we just sigh like, Ugh. yes. Oh, God, how awful people were. I know. How awful the media was slash still is. Well, that's true. That's not changed, is it? No. So have you heard of ESPN, American Sports Channel? Yes. So in 2004, they compiled an all-time list of memorable sporting moments from the past 25 years. The news of his positive diagnosis came in at number seven. Not even a sporting moment. That's how big it was at the time. Just, you know, something that happened to someone who played sport. Number seven. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? That actually, like we're saying, he's a household name because of the basketball and things like that. And that's what everyone's focused on. Not all his achievements, not his sporting. I know. But it shows how things were at the time. So his announcement, it wasn't without controversy because although he had said he would retire, he wasn't at the end of his playing career. You know, he's just had his medical for the new season. So, you know, clearly planning to carry on. And then he's just like, right, do you know what? I'm going to have to retire. And he didn't really need to step down. But some of his former teammates were of the opinion that he shouldn't play because of his HIV. Um, And also there were other players from other teams. um, They were against him playing. They were worried he might cut himself and they could risk uh, being contaminated. No, they didn't use that. Yeah, that's not what I've used. That's what they've said. No, I know you would never (laughs) say that. Um, Yeah, so they would thought they'd be at risk of contamination if they were to play against him. Now, with his... Kind of players from other teams. I mean, you know, the Lakers are huge. You know, if you play for another team, you you do probably do anything to bring that team down, won't you? Yeah. But his own teammate, especially at a time when you actually just need support. Yes. Everyone just sticking the boot in. I know. Now he did come out of retirement, so I feel like yes, go yeah. magic. You've been through that. You step down, and then you're like, no, not doing this anymore. And he competed in the Barcelona 1992 Olympics. It's my other love as well as the 80s. The Olympics. The Olympics. The Olympics. It's the oh, Olympics. You don't know me at all. I, there are so many things that you love. I'm oh. like, I don't know. I just love life. Remember when it was Lily Put Lane? Oh. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> Lily Put Lane collection. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we never talk about that. It's a very brief obsession. So Lily Put Lane, the Olympics in the 80s. <laughs> Not Lily Put Lane. <laughs> Literally, only you picked that yeah. Lego. Yes, it's, it's Lego. Okay, Lego is cool. Yes. Okay. No. You don't edit out, Lily. Put that in. <laughs> I swear, I'm gonna find someone else to do the podcast with. 
Okay, the Olympics. Yes, yes. Okay. Love the Olympics. Don't think I've ever watched basketball in the Olympics, but they did really well there. The Americans won gold. I mean, they always win gold in everything. And he, Magic Johnson, averaged eight points a game. I know. I mean, sounds impressive. Yes, yes. I like it. The way you said it sounded impressive. If you had gone, oh, he averaged eight points a game, I'd have been like, oh. But I think that your upbeat tone makes yeah, me yeah. think that that's a good I thing. I think it is a good thing for him. And I'm pleased for him because it's like, yes, show them how good you are at yeah. basketball. And then they might forget about the HIV and just focus on what you're good at. Yeah. After that, he played less frequently, but that was because of a knee injury. But whenever he played, he always got standing ovations from the crowds. I mean, they're behind him. Yeah. Um, which is good. That's amazing to to have the standing, to have the support of everyone. Well, not everyone, aside from your team and the other teams. But actually, that must have felt really nice to know that the fans were there, supporting. Yeah, me. supporting you. And he did want to stage an NBA comeback after the Olympics before the knee injury, but retired again because more controversy from other players around his HIV diagnosis. So there's an interview with him in the LA Times, my paper of choice from now on. Uh, They have a blog, a Lakers blog. uh, And in August 2011, Mark Medina wrote the blog and he's talking to Magic Johnson um, about Magic's regret at retiring so soon after his HIV diagnosis. And he says in the article, if I'd known what I know now, I wouldn't have retired. So I think he was probably ill-advised yeah I do wonder if he'd been advised to retire at the time and he's just taken that advice because what else can you do the shock of the diagnosis is enough and then someone says oh actually probably shouldn't be playing anymore well then the the players are also your teammates are also saying oh I don't think you should be and so pressure from everyone absolutely and he's kind of stepped back but since then realized you know it's nothing to stop you playing any kind of sport even though you were positive and so I think that was a regret on his part Uh, The article says, at the time, many wrongly perceived that Johnson had contracted AIDS and that he could spread the disease through simple contact. So they didn't understand what the diagnosis was. And his abrupt retirement in 1991 did little to quell that notion, of course. Yeah. But his participation in the 92 NBA All-Star Game and as the member of the US Dream Team, that's what they were called in the Olympics because they were so good. We're a dream team. Aren't we? Yes, we are. Of... Just no knowledge and some singing and puns. Yes, that's that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> so he quickly put those qualms to rest. He retired before coming back in 95-96 season, but there was still scepticism from even his US Olympic teammates. So he played with them in the Olympics. He'd helped them win the gold medal. And they're going, oh, but I, you're too risky too risky for you to play basketball anymore. And as Johnson said, he said, they just didn't want the Lakers to be strong again. I decided to retire because I didn't want to hurt the game. That's so heartbreaking, isn't it? I'm outraged. These American basketball players have played with him in the Olympics. They won gold. They're known as the dream team. They go back to America, start the next season or however many seasons down the line and go, no, but this isn't for you because you could put us at risk. So I'm not happy with the dream team. Yeah, that is pretty horrible. It is. That must have feel so lonely. Yeah. And it's something that you're so good at. And you're being forced to retire again. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. So in his retirement, he wrote a book 
It was published in 1992. I didn't know this about him. Well, I didn't know much. About I hope him. it was like um, a list of all the people he was angry at and why. <laughs> That's all I want this book to be about. Like, so no, he's starting to focus on educating people around HIV, and the book's about safe sex. So it's called Safer Sex: What You Can Do to Avoid AIDS. I don't love the title, but it is it is attention grabbing. And it was the early 90s. You can buy the book on Amazon. I haven't bought it. And the blurb says this book is not for the faint-hearted and is likely to shock some people. People, I know, but its aim is to convey the message that AIDS is an avoidable disease. I know it's priced at two pound fifty if you want to get it. Oh, I do you know what I'm actually going to. <laughs> There's a review, only one review, because that's how you get a feel for a book, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I think it shows there's still room for education, if I'm being honest. So in 2012, somebody put, and this is actually what they put. So I quote: "Thought I might have gained some kind of insight into how to cure the HIV virus." but I found far more information on my own. This book is worthless. I feel like they misunderstood what the book was about. If you're looking on Amazon for a book that cures HIV... What do you want Amazon for a cure for HIV? I feel you're looking in the wrong place. Yes, yes. It's an unusual approach, isn't it? I mean, you'd hope if he's searching for a cure, he's got some sort of medical background. But sourcing information from that sort of literature, it's not its not the scientific approach I want. <laughs> no, that's not a beginning point for looking no. for a cure. I know. Anyway, around the same time, he created the Magic Johnson Foundation. So originally that was to help combat HIV, but later he diversified to include other charitable goals, and that's still going. He was also a member of the National Commission on AIDS in the States, but he left after eight months, saying that the White House had ignored the work of the commission panel and opposed their recommendations. So it's like, okay, what were they recommending? Maybe it was something totally out there. They were asking for universal healthcare and the expansion of Medicaid to cover low-income people with AIDS. So that Medicaid is the state programme that helps those on low income cover medical costs. So they're not asking for anything unreasonable, I don't think. No. These are kind of basic... Essential needs. Yes. And you remember from Jonathan Van Ness, some of the tweets he was putting out on World AIDS Day were around um, equal access to HIV meds. It's, it's a similar vein, isn't it? They, they haven't moved forward since the 90s, really. He's also the main speaker at the United Nations World AIDS Day conference in 1999. And he's been a United Nations messenger of peace I love that title. Isn't that lovely? A messenger of peace. Yes. Oh, I like that. I bet he'd be a good messenger. I'd love to be a messenger of peace. Well, you want to crack on and uh, contact the United Nations. Well, I'm going to write a book, get it on Amazon first. I'll review it. (laughs) And then I'll wait, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. The United Nations will definitely pick up on that. So, oh. No, that's good, though. I, I I like that he didn't let everyone just get him down after he was forced to retire again. And he continued fighting and for equality, education. I love these other charity that's still going. Well, I'll definitely put a link to that so people can check it out. So why is he hat hero this week? Because I literally thought you were going to pause and make me recap. <laughs> like yes. it was a test. <laughs> um, I was listening. So he's one of the first sports stars to go public about living with HIV. And not just any old sports star. He is one of the most famous in America. Do you know, I was thinking a UK equivalent, possibly David Beckham. Yeah. That's how huge he was and still is. He only stepped down from the sport because he was worried about the damage caused by his diagnosis. He'd helped to change the perception in America that HIV was a gay disease by being very open about the number of women he'd slept with. And there was some very invasive reporting at the time. 
time. But even didn't... now there is. So yeah. I can't even imagine how awful it would have been back then. Because even now we see news stories where it's shocking the stance that's being taken. Yes. Even in the news recently, you know, there have they've been reporting on women being injected in clubs and things like that. I saw a headline last week and the headline was around HIV. Not what was happening, but this, that a girl had said, um, yes, I was injected in a club. And so it was all around she was having to be HIV tested. And that's what we're still talking about. It's Oh, my goodness. So I cannot even imagine how they'd have uh, reported on it back then. No, and he's having to kind of balance raising awareness with the fact that he has a, a wife and a young child. So that's not easy either. And I think, you know, your initial reaction is to want to protect your own family. Mm. And yet he's very conscious that he also needs to use this opportunity to educate people. That I think that's why he's my hero, if I'm honest, because his decisions post-diagnosis are selfless, I think, um, and probably ensured a lot of heterosexual people didn't contract HIV. Yeah, because I bet there would be definitely a lot of people that would have looked up to him, real role model, and actually did say, hang on a minute, I actually need to take notice of this. If this has happened to my role model, let me look at safe sex more. So for all the awful reporting and all the terrible teammates, I bet he really did reach an awful lot of people. Yes, I think he did. And I think that's really commendable because you know with anyone in that situation surely it would have been easier to just hide away and just carry on living your life yeah retire say nothing more that's it oh yeah he really is an HIV hero I mean they are every week hence the you know the title (laughs) but (laughs) I'm glad I hit the brief excellent (laughs) no he well done nice job and I just didn't know so much of that about him no we've learned a lot about basketball as well thank you Magic Johnson I don't know how much more I've learned a, a point guard is that what he was <laughs> where were your listening ears <laughs> was he a point guard <laughs> or am I just saying basketball things now oh my gosh nobody can see me doing this but I'm actually checking that that was the name that we used point guard yes see yes. oh I just spat on you I'm so sorry oh god I feel that's where we should end this this week I'm gonna go safe, clean myself up now <laughs> Right, well, thank you for that. You're welcome. I'll see you next time in a clean top. <laughs> thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to know more about the work that we do, visit tvps.org.uk. And please like, subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.